and welcome to Wall Street to Main Street, a podcast where I bring you the market performance for the week, some of the news that's moving the markets, and my commentary and analysis. In market action this week, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at a level of 24,465, down 0.04%. The NASDAQ closed at 9,324, up 0.43%. And the S&P 500 closed at a level of 2,955, up 0.24%. So both the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ were up uh, fractionally, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average was uh, down just uh, a hair. In economic news, first-time filings for unemployment insurance totaled 2.44 million last week as the tail effects of the coronavirus shutdown continued to impact the U.S. jobs market. The economists surveyed by Dow Jones had been looking for 2.4 million claims. The seasonally adjusted total, while still well above anything the nation has seen in pre-coronavirus America, represents the seventh straight week of a declining pace following the record peak of 6.9 million in late March. In addition, a review from last week brought the number down substantially from 2.98 million to 2.69 million. In the nine weeks since the coronavirus-induced lockdown has closed large parts of the U.S. economy, some 38.6 million workers have filed for unemployment claims. The level of continuing claims painted a clearer picture of how unemployment is persisting even as states are increasingly taking steps to bring their economies back online. The total for the week ending May 9th was 25.07 million, an increase of 2.52 million from the previous week. The four-week moving average also increased sharply. It jumped by 2.3 million to just above 22 million. Markets reacted little to the news this week, with Wall Street indicating a modestly lower open for the stocks on Friday morning. Net-net, the states may be opening back up, but the labor market is still closed for millions across America, and the loss of the income and spending of those without jobs will be a considerable headwind for this economic recovery, said Chris Rupke, a chief financial economist at MUFG Union Bank. At the state level, the biggest drop came in Georgia, which saw a decline of 66,224 from a week earlier, according to data not adjusted for seasonal factors. The biggest gain was in California, which saw an increase of 33,448. Though the total national numbers are on the decline, the unemployment numbers remain staggering and well beyond anything the U.S. has ever seen before. Along with the 25 million unemployed, as indicated by the continuing claims, there are another 2.23 million claims under the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program and 167,727 under the Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Program. The program provides funding for states to pay up to 39 weeks of unemployment benefits for workers who either aren't eligible for standard benefits or have exhausted their regular compensation. The housing market saw a reduction of 18% in sales in April. The economic fallout from the coronavirus hit the housing market hard. Sales of existing homes fell 17.8% month over month and were 17.2% lower than April 2019, seasonally adjusted, according to the National Association of Realtors. 
That puts the analyzed pace at 4.33 million units, the slowest sales rate since September 2011. These numbers are based on closed sales, not signed contracts. So they represent contracts signed in late February and March. The April drop in closings is the largest one-month decline since July 2010, when the home buyer tax credit, a federal stimulus resulting from the subprime mortgage crash, expired. Certainly, with the lockdown occurring from mid-March, and given the shakiness from the stock market in February, that hurt pending contracts. So now, we are seeing an almost 20% decline in existing home sales, said Lawrence Yim, a chief economist for the realtors. April activity will be down. Activity will be down, but what we are hearing from realtors is they are getting busy as governors are opening the economy. The supply of homes for sale fell 19.7% annually to 1.47 million units for sale at the end of April. That is the lowest April inventory figure ever recorded. Not only did potential sellers decide not to list their homes, as job losses mounted and the economy shut down, but some sellers already on the market pulled their listings. That drop in inventory pushed prices to a new high. The median price of an existing home sold in April rose 7.4% annually to $286,800. That record does not account for inflation, but it is a nominal record high. Regionally, sales in the Northeast fell 16.9% monthly and 18.2% annually. In the Midwest, sales were down 12% monthly and down 8.3% from a year ago. In the South, sales dropped 17.9% monthly and 16.8% annually. In the West, where prices are the highest, sales fell the most, down 25% monthly and down 27% from a year ago. I want to talk about a company called Elf Beauty. Elf Beauty, their shares were up almost 17% last week. The beauty industry has been hit hard as social restrictions around COVID-19 have largely suspended in-person activities. However, ELF Chairman and CEO Tarang Amin said the company's focus on its online marketplace has allowed it to outperform in the face of a broader industry slowdown. We've taken up our investment levels on both marketing and digital, and it's just been really great consumer engagement, said Amin in an interview. Our ElfCosmetics.com business is up triple digits, but I think even our Retailer.com businesses are up significantly as well. For the fourth quarter ended March 31st, Elf reported a loss of $300,000 or a penny per share, compared with a loss of $17.9 million or $0.13 cents per share a year ago. However, adjusted earnings of $0.10 cents per share were double what Wall Street analysts were predicting. Elf generated nearly $75 million in sales, marking 13% growth from a year earlier and outpacing analyst estimates. Back in March, Amin warned that despite the company's China manufacturing operations and U.S. fulfillment centers coming back online, the broader slowdown in foot traffic among its retail partners was beginning to weigh on sales. It just reflected the behavior at the time 
or even if consumers could go into a Target or Walmart, they were really prioritizing essential purchases, said Amin on Thursday. Since that time, we've seen the business bounce back, but some of that was attributed to the stimulus checks. Amin also said much of the company's advantage also lies within its accessible price point, offering both makeup and skincare products at lower prices to the industry standard. The company did suspend its 2021 forecast, citing a cloudy outlook given the coronavirus pandemic. I would say things are still very, quite volatile, and we did see a significant drop off in the overall consumer behavior and the beauty category really starting in the back half of March, he said. However, Amin said he remains positive that the company can continue to perform strongly in the coming quarters so long as the economy begins to reopen as planned and jobs start to come back to the market. Digital sales, he said, will continue significantly to its success as they did in this quarter. Overall, our value proposition and really good execution against those imperatives have driven really now five consecutive quarters of sales growth, said Amin. We believe our strength in digital and our fundamental value proposition should allow us to bounce out better or faster than others. Shares of ELF are down nearly 11% this year, though have surged 46% since April. Its quarter-to-date performance has outpaced main competitor Ulta Beauty, its 26% advance. ELF has a market value of $721 million, while Ulta shares are worth $12.5 billion.